as a vision of our soul shine I can feel it yours and mine close your eyes and witness it inside in your bones you will know trust and let go I'll wait through that. Okay, here's uh welcome to another divine episode of All Things in the Name of Love. Today I have with me a deep soul sister who I met through the most fantastic synchronization um last year. And her name is Brigitte Berg. And she's an intuitive, she's a magical being of light. And we've been trying to coordinate this for eons. And today is the day where the alignment came in. So I welcome you, Bridget, Bridget, and I want to talk about like your gifts, how you came upon them, um, how you see them unfolding. Because one of the gifts that I have in my relationship with you is how you call in your days mm. and how you set the intention to like, I'm going to have this, you're open to magic all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how did you come upon getting to that state or has it, was it innate? And I'm going to shut up now. Oh, thank you so much. First of all, thank you for that beautiful introduction. I really appreciate it so much. And um, my connection to you is sacred and beautiful. And I think we, we, we really do mirror each other. So it's like when we, when we're in each other's energy, we mirror each other and activate each other. So thank you for all that. Mm. I have been aware of myself since I was a child and in the environment that I chose, um, it, it did not, the environment except for nature did not really mirror me. And when I shared with the adults that I was surrounded by how I experienced nature and the world, and I don't know exactly how I described it. I just know that I was able to see life force energy, see auras, and have conversations with nature. Now, I didn't know it was telepathic. I didn't understand any of that. And I and, and how I saw and felt things, I just felt like this is how everybody is. I'm sure that that's how it occurred for me as a child. And when I told, you know, the grownups, uh, whatever it was and how I felt, it did not, their reaction seemed startled or, or it wasn't, Oh, wow. It was, I don't know. It was, it it's something that I felt suppressed me a little bit where I felt like it was wrong. It was, it, it did not make them happy or um, it caused a lot of static. So I felt, you know, wherever I was at in my childhood, I just decided to keep that part of myself to myself with nature. And I'm sure I suppressed it at, you know, off and on throughout my childhood because there was a lot of trauma in my childhood. Um, and then in my young adult years, um, I suppressed it a little bit more until I think it was about in my mid late twenties, it just started tapping on my shoulder again. And, um, you know, I always had this awareness about myself and I used to always say that I felt like I was from another planet. I always felt like I was from a different planet. My magic was always a certain way. I mean, I always operated on this certain level and this pure innocence. Um, and 
I, I felt judged by that an awful lot. There was always a label put on me and I still marched to the beat of my own drum, no matter what. And, um, I don't feel like I bought into a lot of the things that were being put out there. I just, I always lived in my own world. And again, I was criticized for that because I wasn't fitting in the boxes of it, that society was trying to put me in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm grateful that I had a childhood, even though it was kind of crazy. Um, nobody was forcing me to, ha- you know, honor any kind of religion. My parents were hippies. I was born in the sixties. So um, there was a lot more openness, a lot more, um, hippie activities mm-hmm. <laughs> um and uh it's on the west coast not so much on the east coast <laughs> well yeah this was yeah because i was born and raised in california yeah. and um and i feel that somewhere in my mid-30s is when it's really got very strong and i was in a part of my marriage where i felt um I felt supported on a financial level, but I didn't feel supported on an emotional level. And I didn't know how to communicate that either. And all this stuff is coming on to me right before I'm turning 40. And um, I started doing service work before then. I started, I you know, so let me just tell you that um, in between relationships, before I entered the relationship with my husband, um, I went to massage school. I had a lot of people tell me that when I touched them, they felt healed. And I always knew that there was something special about me and my hands. My hands always get really, really hot. Mm-hmm. And um, I started to see some gentleman at the time. His name was Nick Newmont. He's still very well known now. Uh, at the time, this was like almost 30 years ago, I did pass up aggression with him. And he would video or um, yeah, he would had little cassettes and he would record his sessions with me. And he told me that I was a healer and, and I kind of knew that I was some, you know, this, this kind of resonated with me, but again, I was not self-aware at this time. Mm -hmm. I was in my twenties at this time. (laughs) And he said, Oh, you're going to be doing this. and You're going to be doing that. He says, Oh, and by the way, you're a transition agent. And, you know, and, and I said, well, I'm like, what, what's that? You know, Oh, you know, you help people transition. They'll find you when they're going to pass and you're going to help their soul transition. Wow, and that sure did happen, uh, and it actually kind of frightened me a little bit because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I was doing anything. I guess that, that was the purity and the and the beauty of it is that I wasn't. My ego wasn't getting involved in saying we're going to do this and we're going to do it this way and we're going to get this credit. You know? So it did happen that way. Um, and when I made a vow, so I started to do a lot of spiritual work. And um, I did a lot of work with high priestess and um, we came here to my home. We uh, created a sacred circle and they, uh, uh, my mentor and this other couple other women, they, they let me know that, you know, I, the intention was for me to make a vow to be a servant of God mm-hmm. and, and goddess. And um, they let me know that, it was to be really sure that this is what I was ready to sign up for. Because once I made this vow, I could never go back. Mm. And mm-hmm. there was no question in my mind. I had no idea what was going to happen in my life, but I just knew that I made a vow. This vow was very different than a marriage vow. To me, this, this vow was solid. And what happened is my life turned right side up. That was one of the first times my life turned right side up. 
it did stir up a lot of stuff in my inner life with my marriage. Um, and I, my, I think my higher self knew that I needed to separate from this marriage so that I could continuously grow into who I am for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did have this awareness back when I was a child, I think probably about eight, I had an epiphany where I, f- I had this awareness that I was here for a purpose bigger than myself. Now, as a child, I didn't understand what that meant. And that, 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 that little seed was always with me throughout my lifetime. Even when I would try to suppress it, it was still remember, don't forget about that. You know, and again, I didn't understand what it meant. And um, then when I went through the divorce, I went, did, did a lot of deep, deep, deep work on myself because I'd always went from relationship to relationship. So I felt this was the time for me to really work on me, marry me. And I was studying Kabbalah. Um, I was a practicing Buddhist for so many years. Then I studied Kabbalah because I was interested about the mysticism of Judaism because I was born Jewish. Um, So I I learned some great things about some of these modalities, but they really, they weren't, they weren't what I was looking for. I got what I liked, but I left what I didn't. I said, okay, bye-bye. Okay. This is not my thing. Nature is my church. Nature is where I find myself, my true self. And um, any work that I've done outside, I've always felt where I felt my truth, my truth. And, um, and that's where I had that epiphany as a child was I was outside mm-hmm. and, um, I've always had a deep connection with trees. They would download me. And I, I don't know that I would know exactly what, what they downloaded me with. I would just know it later. Mm-hmm. Now, today I converse with the trees they, some of them have names. Some of them let me know that they're male or they're female or they're both. They all connect with each other. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm traveling, I tell them to connect with each other so that they can protect me. And um, uh, so I know I'm kind of all over the place, but I, I, I um, when I got divorced and I started doing that deep work on myself is when everything started to open up. Mm-hmm. I started to see more parts of myself. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I got divorced in 2007. And about 2013 is when I met um, my mentor. The woman who I call today is like a cosmic mother. Mm-hmm. And she really helped me to develop my telepathy. Um, she guided me the way that I wish my mom would have. Mm-hmm. And um, she saw me. She was the only human being in my lifetime that fully saw me. Wow. And that for me was scary, mm-hmm. um, confirming. Um, and also she echoed what I had heard that I resisted to step into the light to um, let people know who I am to get out of, you know, under the radar and get out in the forefront. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there are people that need me and that there was so much need for me. And during this time, by the way, people did find me, um, uh, you know, during, before I got divorced, um, uh, a woman through uh, my, my Buddhist practice, uh, there was a, anyway, I was found through different people that knew of me they knew me before I even knew myself (laughs) and um this woman her name was Rose she was dying of cancer she really did change my life and she's an angel that watches over me Mm. she was this little petite um uh beautiful being and the first time I met her 
she was going through radiation um, treatment or chemo, chemo, I'm sorry, in the hospital. And I came right when she was doing that. So when they wheeled her into the room, she didn't feel that great. And I just intuitively knew to pull energy out of her feet. Mm. And I brought a modality with me. I think it was um, black obsidian, I think it was. And I put it at the foot of her bed mm. and I just guided energy. I, I I guided it not to go into me, but to go like, like use my hands to bounce off my hands and go into the earth. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, am I really doing this? I thought, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I had this, I, I constantly questioned whether I was doing things right or not. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden she pops up of the bed. She starts chatting it up. She's like, oh my God, my hair. She's like, excuse my hair. She was so, everybody in the room that brought me there, their jaws were like, I mean, I'm so glad I didn't get into all their reactions. I was focused on her, right, right. my connection with her. Mm-hmm. And I gave her some relief. And in that moment that we were, we shared this connection, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I wasn't so aware of what the, the, the power of what I was doing mm-hmm. because it was more powerful because I wasn't aware of it. Right. And, um, uh, I, everybody else around me made it mean something more than what I did. I was just connecting with her in the moment. Right. And I was grateful that I was able to do something that helped her to feel better and to be able to express herself to me the way that she did. And, um, I don't remember all of the experience in that moment. I just remember that she she um, she felt better. And then the next time I saw her, she was um, it was towards the the end of her 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 time here, and okay. she was not um, she she was incoherent. And um, but I did I felt her soul and I felt her telepathically communicate with me. And her husband at this time was so incredibly grateful for me to be there. Mm-hmm. There was hospice care there. Um, you know, uh, they were very curious about me I'm and sure. uh, they actually followed me to my car because they were walking to their car too. Okay. And they, they asked me about, you know, if I would be interested in, you know, you know, doing any kind of work in hospice care. And I definitely entertained the thought, but I got a hard no. Yeah. And so I, I honored that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and again, people have found me since then, but she has been, she's the first that I can remember. Mm. you know since this was you know brought to my attention I'm sure I did it when as a child as my mom did tell me about somebody that took their own life and after that I played with the toy they gave me and I I I I, I, I maybe I knew ahead of time um and again I don't remember and I don't know the details about that but I do know that there has been that this experience has been happening to me a lot since then and um I don't see death the way that everybody else does um, because we don't really die, you know, Uh, and, and even now the way that I look at that whole experience as a human, uh, I, I, there's so much peace around it. So um, I've, I've worked with children, even though I, I, one of them, I I never even met. I just connected with her and her mom uh, before she passed. And that was a little hard on my heart because at the time, the little girl was the same age as my youngest daughter. Mm. I think it was like nine or 10. Wow. So it was a little bit hard on my heart. I won't yeah. lie. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it was peaceful at the same time. So I feel like that child chose to incarnate for a short period of time to help heal the family. Mm. And that's what happened afterwards. So, um, you know, uh, stepping into myself fully, I've, I've learned that there's so much need to 
now I understand now coming full circle, I understand that, that vision that I saw as a child, mm -hmm. I'm here to help heal the world. And this is something I've known. My purpose here is to help heal the world to the vibration of love. Mm -hmm. Now I want this big love, this big heart that walks around loving everything, you know, but I feel like now I'm really able to tackle that on a different level because I've learned self-love mm -hmm. and it's a practice. It's a practice to come full circle, to love yourself and hold yourself in such high regards mm -hmm. and, you know, backtracking to when I got divorced, I never had any tattoos. I was kind of anti-tattoo and um, studying the Kabbalah. There was this book called the 72 names of God. And there was like this uh, uh, Hebrew writing three, three, three characters or three letters for each one, they had three letters that represented a name. And one of them was soulmate. And I decided that I was going to, I I tattooed my my wedding finger um, to marry myself. Mm. And um, this was really big for me. This was the next big vow that I was going to honor and marry myself and hold my own self as my own true beloved. And there's been lots of ups and downs and twists and turns and dating myself for the last 13 years and then the you know 14 15 years whatever it's been doing all this amazing work and self-discovery mm -hmm. i've come full circle to where i do see like i i, I made an impossible dream a couple years ago more before the pandemic i think it was 2019 that i wanted to touch the lives of 20 million people by the end of 2024 not knowing all this stuff is going to be coming up oh. So, you know, I really do feel that that is possible. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not an impossible dream. It's something that's very possible. Right. And I feel that the spirit is to use me. Mm -hmm. And I do love working with women. And the work that I've done with women has created a foundation for me. Sacred divine sisterhood. Mm -hmm. We as women, I feel that the more that we heal ourselves into, like personally, Mm -hmm. And and then we then we take our sacred seat in in a in a divine circle with other women, and we stir the pot of honey. You know, we 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 hold the space for each other to show up, however we are. You know, not perfect, angry, um, you know, frustrated, sorrow ridden. You know, whatever it is that, or full of bliss and joy and creating heaven on earth, because we're all of that at all mm -hmm. different moments. And to be able to, I feel that. Part of the purpose, you know, to heal the world is to really get what a gift it is to be a woman. Like we have been so distorted for so many years with so many different things that have separated us from our true selves and honoring our sexuality, our sensuality, our spirituality, our leadership, you know, our magic, our prana. You know, we have the ability to birth worlds. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've gotten so distracted from that. Yeah. And so checked out of our bodies, sharing our bodies, you know, and I'm not judging any of that because I was, that was that person. Mm -hmm. And I realized that this body is sacred. Cool. It's it? very sacred. And that we have two hearts. Our prana is our second heart, mm -hmm. you know, and to link those together and to love ourselves and then get out there and do our work because we're all here to do amazing work. Mm -hmm. We're all here. We're all magnificent. We're all special. We're all telepathic. We're all empathic. We're all psychic. You know, we all have this magnificent light force energy, you know, about us. And I feel that now I feel that my purpose is to mirror 
that out to everyone that I come into contact with or anyone that I talk to on the phone. That is an opportunity. I don't care if I'm, you know, yes, I'm in this 3D realm and I got to make a call. Like the other day I had to make calls to add my son to my insurance because he just got a car. Okay. I'm in the, the 3D being and doing, I'm still observing that I'm, you know, okay, I'm in this realm. I've got to do this act, you know, okay. I get on the phone and I'm talking to somebody. I could have done everything on the computer, but I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. I wanted that connection. Yep. And the people that I got connected to were so grateful. They were grateful because they like that connection too. They don't get it that much. So I took that opportunity to acknowledge them, mm -hmm. to tell them, you know what? Wow. I just want to take this opportunity to acknowledge you and the universe connecting us in this moment. You know, let, let's just honor our connection. I wish mm -hmm. you beautiful goodness and, you know, whatever I bestowed on them or whatever I wished that for them. And I truly authentically meant it and mm -hmm. they received it. So, yeah, you know, it's like, I feel that we are presented with opportunities. We're presented with opportunities to create heaven on earth. We are heaven on earth. Heaven is not something we go to when we die. It's here. It's here. And I, I had, really, yeah. You're sharing that call. I was at a local coffee shop uh, mm -hmm. last weekend and I'm talking to the barista who's clearly like, he knows the wave of people are coming in. And I looked at him as he handed me my chai and I said, I hope you have. And I tuned into his energy and I paused and said, mm -hmm. a beautiful day. And he was like, whoa, I needed to hear that so much. Yeah. Yes. Because like, it, it wasn't me just like, I hope you have a beautiful day. It was like pausing to feel where his frequency was because we're all yes. frequency. Yes. And like, when you take the time to have that acknowledgement, mm -hmm. world shift. Yeah, it's this is how we change the world. Careful. We, we, we acknowledge it. Everybody, every human being that we set our eyes on is a part of us. Mm -hmm. So if I were to think negative thoughts or judge you, I'm judging myself. Mm -hmm. If I think, God, I just, I want to slap her. I want to slap myself. I was right. Like, you know, it's like, not that I ever think those kinds of things, but the thing is, is that I, I really get that there's a level of responsibility to what, who we are, our thoughts, our thoughts create things, you know, yeah. uh, and, and our words, our mouth is our magic wand. Mm -hmm. I remember learning, uh, like, I don't know, five, six years ago about abracadabra. I never knew abracadabra was Hebrew and I didn't really know what it meant, but what it means is what I speak, I create. Of mm, course. Of course. Yeah. You know? and, and, you know, it's like, and then the, here's the thing is that we have to not have to, we are meant to fill ourselves up first. Mm -hmm. The other thing, especially women, women are, are so we've been conditioned to give to everyone else first and ourselves last. Mm -hmm. I mean, most people are conditioned that way. I won't just say women are, but women are more than nurturers. So I, I say women, but women, men too. Yeah. And here's the thing that I think is so extraordinary because when I work with people, I'm very animated. I think that that helps people learn. Mm -hmm. You make things fun. And um, when you get on an airplane, the reason why they tell you to put the mask on yourself first is because they know you're going to want to do it on the kid first. Mm -hmm. And what happens if you do it on the kid first? You're dead. Right. Who's going to take care of the kid? Right. So it's like we really want to start getting redesigned and reprogrammed to think about ourselves first. It's not, well, people say it's self-centered. Yes, it's centered with the self. 
You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's the distortion. Everything. Like all those yeah. distortions is like, I, I'm being selfish because I'm, I'm recovering from like decades of adrenal fatigue. So I'm, I'm like sure. letting myself relax, even though my mind is like, you should be doing something now. And I'm like, well, right. I am, I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. But what I see is like some, something as simple as like, okay, there were three events I could have gone to last week. I know myself that if I do three events consecutively, like even three days, mm -hmm. I exhaust myself. I deplete myself. So I only did one. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. if you're going to show up for something, you want to show up at your best. You want to show up your highest frequency. Mm -hmm. And that is very important. I think the other thing that's really important is we, we need, we need to allow ourselves time from one thing to the next. Okay, so a good example is I work at a wellness center. I am a provider there. I'm a natural born healer. So I do have an opportunity to do, to do my natural, my healing gifts where I'm working on people one-on-one -on -one in that healing realm. Um, but then I'm also doing uh, frequency healing with our modalities, our computers and stuff like that, which is, a, it's, a, it's a technology device that I'm being exposed to. So I, you know, you know we do have EMF, you know, uh, deflectors and stuff like that. Um, but I'm not out in nature and I'm not with a human. I'm on a computer, right? Mm -hmm. And then I come home and I have a family that's looking at me because they know I'm the magic. They know that I cook. You know, I, I have, I, I almost have an agreement as a team player in my home at, on some level that I will provide this when I come home, right? Mm. So one of the things I've noticed within my own self and I put it into practice is that if we just go from one thing to the next and we just go thrust ourselves and from one thing to the next, like um, menstrual cycle, a moon cycle, women, we are not meant to be out there pounding the pavement, hustling, as they call it, uh, grinding, you know, uh, whatever during our moon cycle. That's a sacred time. I did not learn about all that towards it was till it was towards the end of my moon cycle. Mm -hmm. you know of that you know embracing my moon cycle i will tell you though that in my 20s i was given a book that i have today called earth and it talks about using your menstrual blood to put it out in the world you know like um i i started doing that in my 20s where i put my menstrual blood and um in a jar of water and i ointed the earth with my frequency mm -hmm. this is not a bad thing this is not a gross thing this is a very high vibrational thing right so i was doing non-conventional things well before my time um now that i think about it and and and, and the thing is is that um you know when you get caught into that 3d realm and you put yourself in a box and you thrust yourself from one thing to the next and you know now i've been teaching myself and my family and my people that i work with is you know give yourself a moment to transition. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I let me allow my, I like how we, how we tune into somebody, how you stopped and you taught you the, well, give yourself a moment to transition from Ancelay Brigitte to home Brigitte, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I feel that when we do that, we allow ourselves to do that. Like before I get out of the car, when I come home, I allow the car. Now the car is, it's a portal. <laughs> Mm -hmm. it's a portal for me it's a portal for me to now step into brigitte the 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 mom the ima because i'm called ima and um i consider myself to be like a wife you know because i'm in that role mm -hmm. and um also uh the divine goddess mm -hmm. the high priestess 
mm-hmm. the wise one, the inner sage, right. because my family looks to me for that, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, so there are many facets to who we are as women and as beings. And we, I think it's really important when we allow ourselves to transition, just give yourself a few seconds to transition. We, st- so when I come into the house, as opposed to before doing that, I would come in, I would be like, I needed to go decompress. Mm-hmm. And I have like, the, I need to decompress. Don't, don't come at me. And yeah. I feel like if somebody came at me, you know, like, where's my dinner? When are you going to make dinner? I would feel irritated. Like, how dare yeah. you come? So I think when I, when I transition properly, I show up differently. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I expressed everyone, everyone, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to change. And when I come back down, I'll be ready to get started. Mm-hmm. So I give myself I, I set the tone mm-hmm. and I give myself that space. Yep. I, when we do that properly, because here's, I feel like uh, part of how we evolve is by acknowledging what we need mm-hmm. because we're, we're really good at acknowledging other people. We're getting okay. much better at acknowledging other people authentically mm-hmm. where I feel like we could do you know, work on is acknowledge what we authentically need without feeling like we are not worthy of it, without mm-hmm. feeling shameful of asking for it, all those things, because, oh, well, I'll even hear, so sorry, but I need, but I need, forget all that. Right. So sorry, but I need, right. you know, I should be doing this. Uh, that's another thing. Is the worst There's nothing we should be doing. There's no. nothing we should be doing. Right. But what we want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm really committed to because I'm to how I connect as I connect with the body. And I feel like when we hold these things in our body, it has an effect on our environment and on us. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'm practicing and I'm learning every day. And I feel that that's the best way to be, you know, mm-hmm. and to practice and to learn every day. And I love the connection that I have with the women in my life the one-on-one, mm-hmm. the group of women that come to my meditations every Wednesday morning, the sisterhood that's been created here, um, the safe, sacred, safe space, uh, and, and the other areas that I get to participate in and the other beings that, you know, these kinds of moments, when we take these times as women, when we take time to be quiet within ourselves, when we take time to connect with each other and and, and even be part of, uh, you know, a, a like a, some kind of, you know, um, whether it's a sacred circle or um, just gathering of some sort a meditation, whatever it is, I feel like we, I feel like there's a calling for that more and for us to be out in nature more and to get our shoes off and to really get connected and to get connected to each other. As a matter of fact, I think it would be really great if we were to um, have more gatherings uh, in a sacred way where we were able to not have clothes to hide behind, you know, not, I'm not, I'm not talking about in a sexual way. I'm just talking right. about being free and being connected because I know a couple of my friends that did a lot of work as high priestess and work in France, you know, for, you know, for years working for years and, and a certain community. Um, and one of the things they discussed was that for two weeks, they, everything they did was they were all naked. And there was a liber- there was a there was a liberation and freedom inside of that because you can't uh-huh. hide clothes, right? You know what I mean. You're just out there and open. It really calls you to show up and work on things very differently. Mm-hmm. It calls you to connect with things very differently. To get back to the base of who we are as a human yeah. life force energy. 
you know, and so um, taking the time to be out in the sun yesterday was, uh, you know, creating the space for myself mm-hmm. so it could be private. So I'm not offending my neighbors in any way, shape or form. And, um, you know, and to connect, to connect with myself, to connect yeah. with source, to connect with the sun, you know, to connect with the earth and mm-hmm. to bring all of that in alignment. Um, and to remember to regard ourselves in such high regards, mm-hmm. you know, that's another thing. That's been a practice. You won't hear me calling myself dumb or stupid or any of those kinds of things. You know, it's like, even if I don't do something perfect, I'll ask them, I'll say, well, okay, Brigitte, <laughs> yeah. how would that feel when you did it that way? And how would it feel if you did it a different way? Right. And then, okay, well, I have an opportunity to do a different way, either either now or even tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There's always opportunities. That's another thing that we have an opportunity to shift something right then and there. Mm-hmm. If we don't like the way, like, you know, if I, if I interact with my, my daughter or my son and, and I can see that, um, where I could be responsible, how I left them feeling right. Not necessarily being responsible for everybody's feelings, but if I showed up a certain way and, and, and that causes a frequency and an energy that I'm living in, mm-hmm. I'm in too, right? So if I want to be responsible for how the world is, I got to be responsible for how I show up and I'm not going to always be perfect, but I can clean it up. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, there's integrity. Mm-hmm. We for, you know, when we want to be authentic, our authenticity is connected to our integrity. And um, I feel like we can really just, if we just, just be uh, authentic about those kinds of things, energetically, our frequency stays at a certain level where we can mm-hmm. keep evolving and keep opening up. Yep. And, you know, um, you know, when we feel a certain way, I, I feel like even when I feel angry or if I feel sorrow, if I give myself permission to allow myself to experience that emotion, mm-hmm. then it shifts through uh, quicker. Like I give myself one, one day a month, I give myself a day to, to grieve whatever it is day yesterday i felt something here mm-hmm. and i just asked myself okay what do you need and i just started crying yeah and i cried for an hour and i didn't even bother trying to figure out what it was yeah that just gets me in my head but if i allow exactly. the experience to come through me yeah i felt so much lighter when i was done yeah because it's stuff very needed to come out and if something needs to be revealed it will be revealed it will right. show itself it'll say to you like here this was a part of me that needed to be healed or that was asking to be healed and it it was in our blind spot you know mm-hmm. because that's the other thing is that whenever we get triggered by how somebody does things to us it's an opportunity because there's something unhealed mm-hmm. you know i i I've been, i'm really committed to healing this human program me you too. know and being free me and too. and being free of it and being able to choose mm-hmm. choose because i feel like we can choose how long we want to stay in these human bodies we can choose whether we want to walk through a wall or not. We can choose whether we want to jump a timeline or not. Yep. We can choose, you know, how we want to feel. We can choose happiness and joy in the face of anything. Mm-hmm. We can choose it. It's a choice. Right. Yeah. Right. But to get to that level of awareness is a practice. It's definitely a practice. practice. I don't care how evolved you think you are. It's a practice. So I feel like what my commitment is, is not to, you know, um look at how evolved i am is to right. just to look to continuously be evolved right to continuously once, open up and grow every once in a while i'll pause just to reflect yes like 
wow, look, look, look what I just did. I just left everyone yeah. I knew and I moved to a place yes. 800 miles away from me. Yes. As a reflection. Yes. Not as a, okay, I'm done. I, yeah. I had that mindset. Like when I, when I got my PhD, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Cool. I'm just going to get yeah. to do whatever I want. And that was such um, a beautiful opportunity for me to realize the illusion <laughs> yeah right of I'm what sorry. getting a phd actually is is just more, right what it really is is masochism yeah it's pure unadulterated masochism and i studied something i liked and it was still masochism yeah um for me i'm not saying it's for everybody but like my journey was like okay i'm literally torturing my body to get this yeah for a piece of paper that lets me call myself doctor mm -hmm. neglecting myself mm -hmm. literally look i gained 100 pounds my last year because i was neglecting myself mm -hmm. for a program that does i don't even use it anymore sure. so like being able to have like and i forgive myself i love myself i love that being that did magical things in the context of living with a paper mill um to the being that i am now because i wouldn't be where i am now without that part of me breaking Absolutely. that illusion down absolutely yeah and to hold, to hold space for those different aspects of oneself and to love all those aspects of oneself mm -hmm. is such a gift mm -hmm. yeah and also i think some of those aspects of ourselves that are really like we have characters we have lots of characters mm -hmm. and some of those characters have really gotten in the way of me stepping forward yep. they have held me back mm -hmm. and one of them is gail a 1950s jewish housewife that stays under the radar doesn't cause any riff does all her magic when nobody's looking you know and she um yeah she's a little bit she's a little like she's not expanding right mm -hmm. and i bless her she's been you know she's served as per her purpose but she just she does not she does not she's not aligned with this world that i'm creating for myself and the world that i'm stepping into she you know she um the world that she was created in doesn't exist anymore so i feel that it's um it's it's important to look at those parts of myself that keep me um in my comfort zone yeah you know yeah or stick standing up for myself because i think boundaries have been a really really important life lesson for me mm -hmm. having healthy boundaries and you know, kind of learning boundaries and learning, you know, to be um, not so hard on the around the air. Uh, because uh, at first, when I started to learn how to stand up for myself, I would just, ah! <laughs> no grace, you know, right. Uh, and uh, in over time, you learn, you know, you learn, you grow. And I feel though, I am the first example, how I love myself, how I honor myself, how I respect myself is how other people are going to love, honor, and respect me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the biggest challenges are sometimes with family members, 
right. you know, to work through things. And I think that there are our greatest gifts. Mm-hmm. And I look at family members and people in general as personal emotional trainers. I call them pets. Personal <laughs> emotional trainers. <laughs> that's what they are. They help yep. us, you know, to train and develop ourselves. Mm-hmm. And boy, do they do sometimes, you know, it's like they do some magic. Yes. Yeah, they do. And and here's the other thing is that I think it's really healthy for us to acknowledge ourselves. Like when you ask yourself, what, what what do I want? There are times when I accomplish these amazing things that I, the old version of myself would have never done. And I'm so excited. I want to be acknowledged, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'll ask myself, well, okay, Brigitte, what do you want to be acknowledged for? But I think it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking your loved ones to acknowledge you. So mm-hmm. something that I learned in the work that I did in landmark education, one of the program, you know, things that I did work in is, um, you know, asking for acknowledgement. Like, and we started with kids, you know, with my kids when they would, I would notice how they would do things to try to get your attention without asking, you know, just, and you just want to ignore them when they're, you know, trying yeah. to get you, you're on the phone, they're like in the background doing something, you know, right. making fun or whatever. That's my kids. <laughs> so I would say to my son, would you like to be acknowledged? What would you like to be acknowledged for? Yeah. So I started, I asked my kids when they came home from school or whatever, we started with, what would you like to be acknowledged for today? And at first it was kind of foreign. Yeah. And, but then when they we got the hang of it, it was really great because when they had an accomplishment at school and maybe they didn't get acknowledged in the classroom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or whatever. And it also gets them into practice to understand that self-acknowledgement is healthy mm-hmm. don't think because we're caught or told that if you you know think you're great that you're stuck up you're self-absorbed whatever that's a bunch of bull crap mm-hmm. i think if we could just turn that around a little bit because again that is also distorted people being connected to themselves and loving on themselves mm-hmm. and they're so you know judgmental and everything you know it's we have been here's what i've learned we have been taught to honor our ego over our God self. Mm-hmm. So we're so used to stroking our own egos and everybody else's, but we're not used to honoring our God self. So right. that's kind of foreign. Right. Well, that's kind of crazy. So I feel that, you know, whenever I have an opportunity, which is a lot to, you know, kind of shift that a little bit. Mm-hmm. How about you honor yourself? And yep. I think that when we honor ourselves properly we're not walking around you know looking for it outside of ourselves right it kind of helps us i don't know i I, these little things that i've just noticed over time you know and i've got grandchildren my six-year-old granddaughter is very smart very connected um i started you know my work with her um in the womb and um taught her how to do healing on her doll with crystals and at like one and a half and now she's six years old and she's like full power, you know, when she's on the phone with my daughter, when they're, when they're, cause they're not always with each other. Mm-hmm. So when she's with her dad and they FaceTime each other and my daughter heard her foot, she's like, okay, mom, I'm sending, she'll go like this. She'll shift. I'm sending you healing energy to your foot. And she just did it for a few. And she's like, okay, I'm done now. You're good. <laughs> wow. I love my that. youngest daughter did the same thing. Cause she was exposed to it too. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's like when you expose children to something different than all the other crap, you know, expose them to teaching them how to grow food and the, mm-hmm. you know, the excitement of watching something grow and all the other, you know, gifts that we have is mm-hmm. who we are. I feel like, um, you know, that's another way of making a contribution to the world is, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
but the biggest the biggest way we if we did nothing but just love ourselves if that's all we focused on and we did nothing else but just focus on self-love that alone does huge ripples to the planet on such a healing positive level and if that's all humanity of every human on being on the planet couldn't focus on anybody else because it was too much but all they could focus on was on their self and mm -hmm. love their own self and heal all the unhealed and the unforgiveness mm -hmm. wow mm -hmm. so i put that energy out there you know i envision that and again every opportunity that i can ignite that mm -hmm. you know um when we light the shabbat candles on friday night that to me is very sacred Shabbat is represented to be the most holiest day of the, the day. Uh, the, um, Friday night to Saturday is the holiest day of the week. And I'm not religious. I'm not super religious, but I do take certain things that really resonate with me. Mm -hmm. And when I light the candles, I visualize lighting the way for the troops, for the twin flames, for the beloveds to come together and ignite this light that illuminates the, the pathway for the world. That's beautiful. And that everyone is healed that everyone so begins to heal yeah yeah every today i was at um i was at a play last week and i sat in the back row i had the exit seat um yeah. i had somebody there was a space in between me and the next person and as i was settling into my space i heard activate your merkaba so I activated my Merkaba and then i heard now send your toroidal field of love out to everybody in the space Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't even in charge of the love that was coming through me because I was open to being the conduit. Right. Um, so I was able to just enjoy the play because I was in my body with my Merkaba mm -hmm. and sending love out. Yeah. And I didn't have to interact with anyone because I already was. Mm -hmm. And it felt so amazing because I was feeling more compassion mm -hmm. because I, I wasn't taking it on. Right. And so, was like, wow, we can, we can like self-source mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then emit what needs to be felt and not have us depleted as a result of it. And Absolutely. I, like, I like that. And Absolutely. that, literally came in like i've never done that before but it just came in because i was open to receive it and i was like oh we can actually affect more than yeah. Yeah, and not take it on absolutely i also believe that we can actually send our energy to a um a, a space an environment or wherever before we actually get there we can set the tone before we even get there mm -hmm. i've actually practiced that and it's worked especially if I'm going to enter someplace that the last time I was there was not a pleasant experience. And I'm really committed to it being more harmonious. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I'll send, I'll, I'll send my aura to go there ahead of me mm -hmm. and just douse it with grace. And that everybody that enters that space is just filled with their, their, their transmuted anything that's inside of them is transmuted to the space of grace. So it's like they're walking through a port portal <laughs> mm, and wherever that. they are in their life, wherever level they are, that it gets brought up to the highest level for them without causing them to be disrupted. Right. Right. Uh, because I I've learned that sometimes when I raise the vibration, the frequency in a room before I get there and not everybody is, you know, <laughs> ready for that. It causes a little bit of upset. <laughs> yeah. 
you know yeah, because so they get discomfort they're like yeah I think yeah. so I think like what you had expressed about you know sending out all that light that love frequency um that's something that uh I feel that I've done most of my life consciously and unconsciously mm -hmm. and I think when we're conscious of it it's it's potent it's powerful right it's and been it unconscious really for me so like the consciousness of it it was like oh right. wow this is so much yeah. better. now I'm not taking it on or feeling responsible right. for it I yeah. just am and it was yeah. it felt so much lighter for me because then I could still I can still go out and interact and not deplete myself mm -hmm. which is a huge lesson for me because I I depleted myself too much over my life and so like coming into this greater space of no you don't you can still go out and just activate your Merkaba and then you can just share the love that you are. It's pretty fabulous. I, mean, I have to tell you something as I to sit back here and look at you. Uh -huh. Wow. Okay. So I can see your aura and it's bright. You got like this bright light coming off of you. I can see wow. it on this left side of you. No, that's actually the right side of you. This is the left side of you. It's bright. It's potent. And that feels like um, there's a loved one over your shoulder right here. I don't know, or somebody that's, or maybe it's a, a interdimensional being. I just, I, I could feel the presence of <laughs> why you've been talking. All this light started coming off of you, off oh. your head, your whole body. Oh. It's like when you moved your arm, I could see like a little bit of a trail of light. Oh, kind of crazy. Yeah, it's, I, I feel like I'm feeling, I'm feeling more, which is. You know, this mm -hmm. is what happens when we keep allowing yeah. the light yeah. through. And so yeah. that, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks great. I'm that's you. my you little kid, like, the, the joy glow. Like, so yesterday, I went to this potluck, and I had no idea what I was going to make at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even really have any food right now. I'm going to go grocery shopping in a bit. I got a recipe downloaded through me. And I just watched myself make something that I have never made before. And it mm -hmm. was like, it was devoured. What was it? What was it? I'm curious. Um, it was quinoa with um, sauteed cauliflower, onions, and zucchini. But the zucchini was like just sauteed. It wasn't, you know, that mushy. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I added roasted red peppers and artichokes and a balsamic vinaigrette. Oh my God, no wonder it was devoured. It was amazing. And I was like, oh my this, gosh. Like, but I, you know, it, it wasn't me because I'm like, what the hell am I going to make? And I heard, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm making. And I just I watched myself and, and then paused after uh -huh. making it to like replenish. Uh -huh. And then I vacuumed um, downstairs and it was just like that because I paused, I didn't get tired. And because I allowed myself to have things come through it yeah. just flowed through and it was like wow this is so amazing like when we allow ourselves mm -hmm. to yeah. just be mm -hmm. cool. it, it really is a game changer because uh i feel like we're just more in the flow i don't question myself when i'm working with people anymore when things come through and logically it doesn't make sense to me i'm like oh you don't need your mind right now Bridget. Right. is anybody asking for your address or your phone number no you don't need your brain <laughs> Because I honestly, I feel like when I don't need to be up in my mind analyzing things unless someone's asking me for my address, my name or my phone number, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and I, I, and I keep it there. I keep myself in my heart mm -hmm. because you're absolutely right. 
I really truly that what you just said really aligns with me and resonates with me. Uh, you know, just going with the flow, I, I kind of I feel that energetically it doesn't take a toll on my energy mm-hmm. and it has me be at um the cause of my life and not at the effect of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I love that I love being inspired. You know, I'm I'm very, very inspired. And my connection with you, every time I connect with you, I keep seeing so much, like on the way to um, uh, Malibu yesterday, and I take this, um, I'm I'm right on the cusp of Calabasas, I'm going to take this Mulholland Drive, and it's just, it's different than all the main roads, the main ways you can go. And it's so beautiful. And even though the sun wasn't shining, there were other things that really touched my heart and the trees and walk in driving through like these trees that like this like a, i was going through a portal okay <laughs> let me just tell you, i was going through a portal and the, even the when i brought i so i didn't mind as soon as i got there to come back and get them you know i didn't even get out of the car the drive was so beautiful it took me like 20 minutes maybe and it didn't even feel like 20 minutes just because mm-hmm. i was so taken by the drive right mm-hmm. and even though the sun wasn't out i was still moved and i was still sparked like the sun was out. Right. And then, you know, so what I felt was I allowed myself to visualize and fantasize about land. And this is this where all these places where I'm driving through, I could see a like, a, you know, anywhere from, you know, maybe 50 acres of land around here or maybe even 20 acres of land. And then I start to visualize 140 acres of land somewhere in Hawaii. And I don't know why Bali has been calling at me, but it has been. It could be because Celine was just there, but I've been, it's been showing up in my realm, Mm. you know, to just investigate, to Mm. go and remote view and check out, check out the vibe and the feelings. Mm -hmm. And wherever it is that I feel, um, I feel driven to create community now the old version of myself would have never if you would have said you're going to lead the parade you're going to create community you're going to build these homes you're going to do all i would have laughed at you mm-hmm. but i also would have laughed if you would have told me that i was learning technology on the level that i am right now right with where i'm at right so anything is possible and everything is possible and available and when i connect with you is when i see that 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 what i see it gets sparked more specific people it's almost like it's almost like a, adding a log to the fire you to keep the fire going right that's that's a that that's the that. and um whatever it is we're both doing individually and collectively uh it's it's a beautiful spark because i feel that i had this 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 um i saw this vision of the people that I'm connected to and like the people that I work with here in California. And I have a deep connection to the people I work with at the wellness center, each and every one of them um, I'm connected to. I feel a deep connection to, and I feel a family bond with, Mm -hmm. and I saw this vision of all of us uh, manifesting our deepest prayers all of us Mm -hmm. and when i see all of us i see us all dancing underneath the stars with a little bit of rain but it's warm and we're laughing and we're crying and we're full of just this like this like 
oh my god we did it we we are we are in it we created heaven on earth and we are in it and we're we're here for the rest of our life like the rest of our life is unfolding the way that it was truly meant to this is what i'm creating and I'm, I'm creating with you i know i am i know we create stuff in the ethers that we don't even talk about mm-hmm. you know and we're all interconnected and we you know to keep these kinds of connections and this content and hopefully this stirs up somebody that listens to it to remind you of what's possible what's available that everything and anything is possible and available to you. Mm-hmm. And, and if you forgot about it, just go into your heart. Mm-hmm. There are so many people that said, I don't know how to meditate. There's a lot of people that are coming away. They're having the, these, they want to tap in. They're, so, they're, they're almost in a hurry. It's almost like this urgency to tap in. Mm-hmm. And I let them know, like, listen, anybody that's listening to this podcast is a, as there are so many ways that we meditate. You could go and cook like what, you, like what you were expressing, and that could be a meditation right there. We do not have to close our eyes to meditate. There is value in closing your eyes and meditating, even if you can do it for 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, five minutes, start off wherever you can start off. There's, there's a reason for that. But there's also walking meditations, being out in nature. You know, that that is just as potent, just as powerful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, the mass of people that are waking up um, that are looking for guidance or looking for where do I start? You start with right here. Mm-hmm. Just start by hugging yourself and saying, Oh my God, I, I finally see you. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, and, and wherever that, even if it feels weird, you know, I just feel like, I think that that's where we, we've gotten really distracted from ourselves yep. and we've gotten into consumption Mm-hmm. We've gotten into um, separation mm-hmm. and judgment, and that's how we've been able to be controlled and fear. Yeah. But all that, that um, if we just recognize that it's not real, mm-hmm. you know, I love that fear is false evidence appearing real. Yeah. But I also love that luck is lined up with cosmic knowledge. Woo! I love that. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> You know, let's light ourselves with some cosmic knowledge. Yeah. Let's a wave of, you know, it's like a rainbows. I see rainbows everywhere. No matter where I am, I see a rainbow. It does not not necessarily in the sky. Right. Rainbows follow me everywhere. And every time I see a rainbow, it sparks an awareness inside of me, a, um, a, a memory inside of my DNA cells memory that magic exists, yeah. that healing exists. Mm-hmm. that all my dreams exist and they're already here. Yeah. You know, so we have the power each and every one of us inside of us. And, you know, I, I feel it when you, when you connect with someone who sees you and gets you like this conversation we're having right now, and we can encourage our listeners and anybody that's going to fa- find this to, you know, to, you know, keep yourself connected to the people that see you, that honor you, that celebrate you, and that you don't have to be perfect when you show up. You can be whoever you are, wherever you are, and still be loved and um, not listen to like your limitations that come out of your mouth that people don't listen to you. Like that's the truth about you because there's some kind of freedom. If we could just let people get things out and listen to them and just hold them in a space and let them just listening and holding that space transmutes things. You know, we want to wire ourselves a little bit differently in how we listen to ourselves and how we listen to each other. Mm-hmm. As a, again, I think that we just practice everything. It's all beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a beautiful 
Uh, yeah, I have to stop there because it's so beautiful. Um, thank you, everyone who has tuned in. And uh, the practice of the week that I encourage you to do is to actually tune into your heart. Take a deep inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth. Put your hands on your heart and just do that breath for even a minute and you'll start to shift. And with that, namaste. Namaste. Thank you, beautiful sister. Thank you, my beautiful sister. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. And let it flow.